listening to the Naked and Known podcast, where we want to break down the fear of imperfection and find true healing through the practice of vulnerability. Hey. Are we on? Okay. How's your weekend, Jess? <laughs> to get in position. We've got a new setup. It's awesome. Hubby Steve very has cozy. us up. We got a cozy <laughs> we're, couch. We're lounging on the couch together. <laughs> this is so nice. A long couch. Um, what did yeah. you do this weekend? I don't remember. <laughs> I can never tell my weekend We had a, a friend's birthday. Sunday oh, yeah. Night. Friend's birthday. But um, Oh, you had a lot of uh, girl children things. Children running around there. You had a bunch of mama dates. Oh, and yeah. I had that's my... What you did. Our small group had a girls' night, which was super fun. And then you had your book club. I had book club last week. I mean, dude, <laughs> all <laughs> women power all week. <laughs> you had women um, power and then, all week. And then I did my mom's mom's meetup, is what we call it, That's cute. Um, on Saturday morning. So yeah, what do you guys it talk about a girl time meetup? Um, we things? do. No, we do like kind of a. Bible study ish. Oh, okay. So like we've been doing that Explore God series for a while. We haven't met in a while. Well, I haven't been there in even longer, but um, it's been kind of hard finding dates that work for everybody. So yeah, yeah. Explore God. We watch the video and then kind of discuss and that kind of thing. Socialize. Everybody brings a snack. Do or, you take your kids or is it like? Oh no, no, it's kid free. <laughs> kid free. That's nice. <laughs> Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah. Mamas have time for themselves. Mm-hmm. So you also, I mean, if there's babies, they'll be there. But yeah, you have some some pretty cool news. Just burped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, what'd you do this weekend? You didn't name oh, your own question. You know what? I uh, <laughs> So we have an exciting season of life happening. Robbie's sister had a baby. Mm. My sister-in-law, my brother's wife just had a baby like, a week ago and then my sister is my sister is pregnant with her first baby when is she due again september or october um it's like it's <laughs> changed all. it was actually her oh, first really? due date was our anniversary october 6th and then it changed like end of september so that's how mine was too yeah it's like according to the ultrasound they have like an estimated due date or whatever yeah so so she's going with October. At least that's, yeah, but that was my experience. I'm like, whatever. You got a two week. She's window. going with, yeah, yeah. I just went with the original, yeah, due date. That's what they said first. Yeah. So, but it's been really exciting. So, um, Lauren's baby was born in May. Baby Hudson. Um, Mary and Tyler's baby was born ooh, July 11th. Baby Finley. Good memory. Yeah. I know. So um, anyway, so Baby Hudson, we got to meet Baby Hudson this weekend. And that was our first time. And um, Lauren also has a a two and a half year old. And it was, so they had a wedding. And they came, they're up in Minnesota. And um, they came and Evelyn is the two and a half year old. And she loves Robbie. Like Robbie made her (laughs) this CD when she was like, before she was born, just of instrumental. So every night she like goes to sleep to to Uncle Robbie. It's really sweet. The sweetest thing ever. He didn't um, sing on it? He didn't sing. He just did instrumental. I know. know. (laughs) Well, I'm sure they'll use his new album, Brother Ryan Forrest, on. uh, Shameless plug. Yeah, yeah. It's really um, good. You should listen to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Hudson's like 
I don't know, seven weeks old. But grandma came because grandma <laughs> is awesome. And grandma there's no Robin. way, there's no way Robbie and I could take care of the two of them. They're really good you kids. underestimate yourselves. Oh my gosh. No <laughs> way. Like we, being a self-employed business person, Robbie just launches. Oh yeah. So Friday was a big day. So Friday yeah. he launched his, his album and then they come into town and he's like all like call, people are calling. It was really, really exciting for him. First album. And, uh, you know, they're in town and it was, it was actually, it was a great weekend. But you're a little distracted, you know. And so <laughs> I was so glad Grandma Robin was there because we can, like, entertain Evelyn easily. Uh -huh. But the baby, it's like, I get really, like, scared with infants. Like, Why? I don't know. They're just so fragile. And if you're yeah, <laughs> not that fragile. <laughs> they, and they, oh, my word. They are. Yeah, they Yeah. I mean, I feel like well, they are. Well, because how old? I mean, how old is he? He's only seven weeks. Okay. He's really young. Yeah. And Robbie, he's so funny. Like the one, I don't know. They were gone the one night because they were going to a wedding. And he's just like staring at Hudson in the in the carrier. He's like, and I go, just let, he's fine. Like, just let him sit there. He's like, I got to make sure he's breathing. And he's like rocking him. And I'm like, I think we would just be, I don't know. We're just really uptight with that stuff. But Evelyn, she's, she's just a sweetheart. And. But we realized, oh my gosh, props to parents out there. <laughs> oh my Wait, word. but two and a half is a pretty busy age too. She's busy. <laughs> and she knows she knows what she wants. Like we took her to the park Friday night and um Robbie was like pushing her on the swing and she's like, one foot of money. Two foot she starts saying, one foot of money. And then I'm like, where did you get this? Oh my and grandma taught her that. Oh, that's but awesome. um it was so funny and Robbie's like, one foot of the money, two for the show. <laughs> but then she'd be like, Don't push, don't push. And oh. then and then he would keep pushing her and she'd get like get super upset. Like she wants to do it herself. But oh. I think what we realized was like Oh my word, this is this is like a full-time job. Like and oh, then yeah. we were sitting I'm I blew up this little whale pool. <laughs> Saturday was like the hottest day it's like ever. Your favorite thing to sit in that whale pool. I know. Kitty pool. And Robbie literally looks at me and says, How does Jossie keep her house clean? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, props to them. <laughs> like your house always looks so nice. I'm not you don't see it when it's not that nice. Oh, my but word. If well. you look a little closer, you'll see all the <laughs> dust. <laughs> not a du I mean, I mean, our house was trashed by the end of the weekend. Yeah. And I was like, it is what it is. Like, we always joke that it's like there's another force in this house working against <laughs> mm -hmm. us at all times. <laughs> like, yeah. we're working towards order and they're working towards chaos. Yeah, like, at totally. <laughs> and like, I mean, honestly, not till they're asleep for the night can we really get yeah or like taking naps or whatever then I can kind of get some order and they they can help it's usually a big fight to clean up toys but right. if they have the right motivation then we can get them yeah get them going on that like they know where everything goes it's not a question of that it's just mm -hmm. pure laziness yeah so well and I, I was like talking to Lauren about it because her kids are they're very good and I feel like it does like they're super chill, like easygoing. And Lauren is that way. She's like 
the most chill person. And I just think Evelyn has picked up on that. But I realized just even like in that time frame of the weekend, I'm like, I am so selfish. Like all we know is like we can do what we want at any time possible. Mm. And so the one day we had them like the full day and not that it was bad at all. I just think there were some things I started noticing in myself like oh, I can't like do what I want because like right. I can't forget to bring the kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were Be nice to run this errand quick or yeah. like go yeah. down to the basement and work on your stuff or whatever. Oh my you gosh. Know? Yeah. So we, we have mad, mad respect for <laughs> parents out there. Like it's, it's a very selfless job that, <laughs> that you But it is like, I think you get into a groove or you kind of like the more you know your kids and what they can handle or what you like can trust them with yeah the easier you know because I feel like now I can like leave them for certain amounts of time not leave them at home right right. (laughs) you got it Ronnie okay yeah Steve always jokes like we just leave them with the cloud cam for like as a babysitter (laughs) instead of hiring someone but um cheaper yeah no we (laughs) but yeah, I think you kind of know like how long can I leave them and doing what activity mm-hmm. and maybe I can get this other thing done or whatever, you know, yeah. and as they get older, it's a little easier. But yeah, with a baby, with an infant, that's, yeah. I mean, he's a newborn. So yeah, right. that's that's a lot of work. It's funny to see um, how Evelyn is, like she loves her baby brother, but um, there's times where she, it's like they act oh, no. out like they're like, it's like they love them so them much. <laughs> like she like slowly put her hand <gasps> under his head like as he's sleeping <laughs> and like flicked it up. And I'm like, don't do that. You know, but like then I called my sister-in-law, my other sister-in-law, Mary, and the one that just had the newborn. And she said, Rowan's been doing that stuff. It's like they knew. Yeah. Did Ronnie do that with Ollie? Like, uh, or was he different? I feel probably. like. Probably. I'm sure he had his moments. When they I see baby, it's like. Ollie's the one who's always messing with babies. <laughs> yeah, it's like Ronnie probably wasn't like that. But I don't know. He was. I think Ronnie's like f- a fairly gentle person yeah, in, he, yeah. in general. But. I don't know. If yeah, I can't jealous. remember any instances, but yeah, definitely. I mean, when Ollie was born, Ronnie had so much time to That's himself true. with Steve, though. So I think oh, that yeah. helped a lot because he was like, oh, this is awesome. I just get to hang out with Papa all yeah. day, every day. So he liked it for that reason. But yeah, he. D- I'm sure he had his moments. Yeah. I just can't th- think of a specific <laughs> Well, that was probably, a w- that was a while ago, too. Yeah. But it was just funny how like little people, little humans start to figure out like, they're they're frustrated, but they don't yeah. know how to like deal with. It's they're like, like they're threatened happy. by yeah, this like, new presence. Yeah, and, like, like everything's is, changing. Yeah, why Mom is mommy and dad so much time? Attention. Yeah, right. So yeah, they pick up on those things. I mean, mm-hmm. even before the baby's born, I feel like they yeah. start like that's often what happens. I feel like Ro- that is something I remember is Ronnie was like acting out before, like. Mm. Sh- um, close to my due date and it was maybe he was picking up on something from me I don't know yeah. you know people say you have some like hormones you're letting off I don't know there's all these theories but um, yeah I remember him getting like crazy and like defiant and we were like who, who is this child he's always been so compliant so and good but yeah, yeah. that is, so it is fascinating change. my mother-in-law Robin we had 
a good laugh about that in the car. Just like how <laughs> it's like you just this little person doesn't know. Like, yeah, it's just our human nature to like act out that way. You yeah. know, even at such a young age. Yeah. And I'm not saying she was bad. She's just like there's times where she's like, you know, she just wants that attention. Yeah. So it was really nice to have that time with her. And because we only see them like once or twice a year. But yeah, so, but what you, exhausting. you have some <laughs> big news to share. <laughs> well, because we haven't shared on the podcast yeah, yet. Yeah, you haven't shared. I think most people, <laughs> most people know, most but. people who know me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have, we're expecting a little one in November, the beginning of November. So, is it Robbie's birthday? It's, no, yeah, that's our due date, right? Yeah. We'll see. So, but then I was also told that it was like an earlier estimated due date from the ultrasound of October. Halloween. So, oh, Halloween. Halloween Ooh. day. <laughs> that's Ooh. fun. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> spooky baby. Uh, yeah. The kids would hate this baby forever for ruining their Halloween <laughs> celebration. <laughs> oh, they can't go trick or treating. <laughs> oh, my word. So we'll see. But yeah. I'll um, still take them. Yeah. You can. Mama's Please. in labor. Yeah. We're going to go get candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a real treat for you if you <laughs> give them candy. <laughs> then you'll really see what kids are made of. I'll lock them in the room. It's literally a drug. Yeah. They'll yeah. probably kill each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like they're on steroids when they oh, eat candy. Geez. I'm not kidding. Um, well, you crazy. saw them tonight. They were running around after they had a cookie. <laughs> I actually didn't see them. Oh, you didn't even see they them. They were upstairs. Never mind. You missed them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy that they react that quickly to sugar. It's, it I hits I them so quickly. Yeah. It's crazy. Their little body. You wish you'd, <laughs> I just crash now. I If I have sugar, Maybe I don't have, I have no high. I just crash. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Espresso all. is what gets me <laughs> yeah, all right? jazzed. Yes. I've had that a lot It's lately. your drug, your drug of choice. Yeah. Um, so baby comes in November. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? Um. Okay. okay. <laughs> it was a little rough for the first half of the pregnancy. Yeah. I'm at, what, 25 and a half weeks now. So- Everything's good. Went to the midwife today, but you know, just my symptoms have been more severe than the last pregnancy, which, yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know if it's just, I'm old now and maybe that's what's contributing. You are not old. I'm super old now. Um, my You're body 55? feels old. I mean, I really <laughs> feel, I feel like a 90 year old right now no. with the way that my body's functioning. Um, or maybe the baby's just crazy, but we're kind of hoping for like a mild mannered one to yeah. add to the punch, like a I'm nice sure. quiet one who likes to read. Just a little, um, a little girl just like you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. We should take votes on uh, <laughs> boy or girl. Yeah. <laughs> Tell what they think it is. <laughs> um, yeah, we could we could totally do that. We should take do a poll. That. We'll take a poll. You can do one of your little Instagram stories. Oh, yeah, I literally don't know how to do that. I'll so do it. yeah, I'll, I'll, you know I'll what? show you how I'll to do it. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was something we were gonna just talk about because um, one of our topics for today was just about you know pregnancy loss or miscarriage, and um, that's something that. I went through before yeah. this baby and actually before Oliver as well. I guess you could say I have two, you know, rainbow babies. Well, the one on the way, yeah. um, which I'd never, I didn't know that term. And that's actually kind of part of my story. But mm-hmm. well, we had been thinking about, you know, maybe having another kid, but we hadn't really, 
planned on it yet. Mm-hmm. We were still kind of like being careful or whatever because we were just waiting a little bit, you know, and not. Yeah, I don't know. I had a time frame in my mind and I didn't really want like a winter baby. So, of course, mm-hmm. I have like all these plans in place, you know. Right. And then um, and then I ended up getting pregnant. And I just remember like I'm I'm a little ashamed of my response to the news, you know, like I just I wasn't that happy about it. I was kind of angry for different reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. but I just was, I didn't feel like quite ready for it or whatever. After that, obviously I got to the point where I was happy about it and excited about it, you know, but I, I really didn't have that many symptoms. And last time, like with Oliver, I had had a lot of symptoms, um, at least for the first trimester and that like till 15 weeks or something. So that was a little disheartening to me. I felt like maybe something's not right here. Like Mm -hmm. I remember having symptoms for a couple days and then they kind of just like vanished. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it went away really fast. And I was like, well, that's strange, you know, but I didn't have any like bleeding or cramping or anything like that. So I thought, well, I guess I just have to move forward and hope for the best. And, you know, maybe this is just like people keep kept telling me just, you know, maybe you just have a good, a great pregnancy. And that's just, you you know, just accept it it, Mm -hmm. and enjoy it as like a gift from God. And so I was trying to have that mindset, but I think something in me just knew something wasn't right, you know? And I, I remember making passing comments to people frequently actually like I think I'll feel better once I have the ultrasound you know and just see Mm -hmm. um but I'm with midwives and you know they don't do an ultrasound till 12 weeks so I was just gonna wait till then right I ended up I felt you know I felt like we were gonna go on a trip to Colorado just Steve and me and I felt that I should try to just do the ultrasound before because I felt like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'd just like to know because I'm just not having that many symptoms. I don't really feel pregnant. Right. Um, And so I did end up having the ultrasound um, and it was a couple, oh, you know what? No. So I was scheduled for the ultrasound, but I started spotting Mm -hmm. like the day before I had it scheduled. So... I was at work and thank God I was working with our friend Martha that day um, because she had known it was like I was still early. Mm -hmm. I was 10. Well, yeah, I was 10 weeks and three days at that point. I just told her like, I'm spotting. I don't know what I should do, you know. So I called the midwives on my lunch and I was like, you know, the only thing is like, I know this could be normal, but I just really haven't had any symptoms. Yeah. And I, I don't, I feel uncomfortable about, you know, what's going on. Like I started freaking out basically. I mean, I was crying and whatever. Cause I was like something, I knew something was wrong and this is confirming it. Mm-hmm. So I, the midwife said, you know, come in today and we'll like check you out or whatever. So you know, they couldn't find the heartbeat on the Doppler, which it's still kind of early at 10 weeks to, they, you know, they can't always find it anyways. Um, so that was kind of inconclusive. And then they checked on an ultrasound that they have in the department. 
which, you know, the midwife was like, it's kind of old and it doesn't work that well anyway. So like it may or may not tell <laughs> us. And I'm thinking like, can you just send me to the ultrasound department then? Cause it's like every step here, I'm getting bad news, you know? And, um, so, and I was by myself, like Steve had been home, you know, he kept asking, do you want me to figure something out and come? And I'm like, no, I mean, just, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'll be right. in touch. It's, you yeah. can't do anything really. So, um, so then I went to the ultrasound department and this poor young tech in the ultrasound department was <laughs> there and she's doing the ultrasound and I could tell from her face mm. that like something wasn't right. And I, I didn't want to like push her because I know they're not really supposed to say anything. Like they have to let the radiologist read it. I'm a nurse. I understand that you probably, but I was kind of like, should I be like hearing a heartbeat now or something, you know, cause, and like, it's not like you hear a heartbeat the whole time when you're getting the ultrasound, but they do usually like show you or whatever, um, let you hear it. So, and she was like, oh no, we, you know, actually we don't really do that. Like we don't listen to, and I'm like, okay, well, that's Uh, a lie. She didn't want to be the bearer of bad news. exactly. And like, I felt so bad for her. And then she ended up cause she, she had to do like an internal ultrasound cause couldn't, you know, it wasn't looking good. And then, um, and I guess couldn't find the heartbeat. So she did the internal and then the poor thing, like, I think she was rushing out of there as fast as she could because she came back. So I'm like, I mean, she leaves and I'm just like having a breakdown clearly because I like just knew. And, um, and then, (laughs) and I think I had FaceTimed Steve. So I'm just sitting on the phone, basically just crying. I'm not even saying anything. And, um, Oh, and then she smart. comes back in and she's like, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I just need to get, you know, we missed like one image. I, you know, I forgot to do like one shot or something. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then it's like back in with the oh, internal. Geez. And it's not like they're going that far. But still, I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> it's like torture right now. Um, basically, it was bad. It was the bad news. Um, and I... I had to go like back up to the midwife and just talk with her about it. And she basically said, the report says it's possible that your dates are wrong. Maybe the baby, you know, it doesn't have a heartbeat, but maybe it's just earlier than we thought because there is a baby in there, whatever, fetus or whatever it is at that stage. And um, I, I went back in my mind and just, I was like, well, I know the date, you know, I mean, it's, I knew that that wasn't really a possibility, but also she said, you know, so it could be that. And the the radiologist wants you to come back for another ultrasound in a week if nothing's happened, you know, as far as you haven't miscarried. So So then it's like a waiting thing? It's a waiting thing. Yeah. So basically like you either actually like, I don't know how to say it in the nice way, but whatever you actually like pass everything like right. um deliver or um or you know if nothing happens then you're you're back in there the next week and then maybe maybe there has been progress or mm-hmm. something but i pretty much knew at that point i mean this is not happening we still prayed that night that yeah. god would do a miracle cuz i mean the baby was still there and right. we just were like well maybe he'll do something and but i mean i i felt like he was really gracious with us because I didn't have to wait. And I know a lot of people, if I had had an earlier ultrasound and hadn't been with the midwives, I would have known earlier. And then I would have waited weeks or had to do like a DNC. That was actually 
a blessing, if I can say it as a blessing, you know, um, that that night I, you know, the cramping got worse and I started like bleeding and it was still like the, from the ultrasound, he had said, it looks like a four to five, like week old baby. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I never really like it was without getting into all the gory details. Um, you know, it was still like an intense thing as far as, um, a lot came out of me, but I never really like saw yeah. the baby or anything. Like right. I, I think it was just too, too young at that point to be able to have seen it. But, um, for some reason, you know, and mm-hmm. I guess that's just normal. Like for some people, it just doesn't actually come out till yeah. later. So yeah, that was a very hard experience oh, for yeah. obvious reasons. But right. I mean, and I think like we had talked about earlier, like Steve and I, we're pretty good at kind of like reserving our like connection or like um, getting our hopes up too high. Cause we just know that miscarriage is common and especially like early in pregnancy, like one in four they say. And I had had an early miscarriage before Oliver. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, this this could happen, but it felt, you know, it kind of felt like we were getting to that point where it was, we were like close totally. to being done. That's like the longest. With the, yeah. Yeah. I went home and I, I saw Steve and then, like I said, I, I kind of started bleeding. And then throughout the next day was when pretty, like the intense bleeding happened and all the cramping and all that. Um, and honestly, yeah, that was like a dark stormy day. And I always tell the story because it's like literally the weather was mirroring what was going on yeah, like in that. me because it when I got to the midwife the first day, it was like nice outside. And mm-hmm. then the next day or that evening when I had the ultrasound, like the weather completely changed and it was like raining, storming, mm-hmm. like dark outside when I left in the afternoon. And then the whole next day, was like a dark rainy day. Um, and the kids were at my sister's house. So Steve had at some point gone to get them. Um, and he came back and he was like, Oh my goodness, you have to go outside. And I was like, okay, what, you know, he's like, I mean, just like go out and see it or whatever. And he took some like pictures and video, but, um, as like everything was kind of slowing down with me as far as like the bleeding and such there, the skies, like the storms had like parted, the clouds mm-hmm. parted and there was a huge double rainbow in the sky oh that was like stretching from literally as far as you could see one yeah. side to the other. And like a bunch of people posted, a, yeah, posted it I on remember, Instagram. I remember so. that. Yeah. But I was kind of like... And I'm sure it was for other people, but for me, I was like, nope, this one's for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it gives me um, chills. I love that. So, so like I walked outside, you know, and I just had like a moment mm-hmm. with the Lord just looking at that. Cause I'm, you know, I, I was like alone. They weren't home yet. And, um, and I just was kind of standing out in the rain actually. It was still kind of raining, but yeah. The park across the street from us just let me see like almost the entire and it was just like a single when I saw it. But um, just such such like a sign of hope for me in that moment that Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that one that one's definitely for me. And I I clung to that because and I needed it 
it yeah. turns out because it ended up being like a longer road than I expected. Um, but yeah, we were able to, we were able to leave for vacation. Like we were planning, that worked you know, out that next perfectly. day, it literally was perfect. Or like mm-hmm. we, I think we had like one more day here and then we left. So it was perfect timing. You know, it all, this all could have happened while we were on the plane or right. in Colorado oh at some random person's been... house at the Airbnb. But, you know, it, yeah. it worked out perfectly and we were able to like go and have quiet and be on our own. And I know this is not true for everybody's experience, but it was just, it was a huge blessing for us. Like the timing of it. Um, Cause I just, I just wasn't ready to like talk about it. And I felt like a lot of people had kind of like found out about the pregnancy before I really even like wanted to say so. Cause I was just feeling unsure about it the whole time. Um, but also I was like, whatever, <laughs> you want to know, I'm not going to yeah. like lie to everybody. I just didn't feel up for it. Um, so we were able to have that time in Colorado, which was just so nice, but you know, you come back and it's not like the grief is over necessarily, you know, and I would Mm -hmm. have a lot of like reminders and memories and, and just things that like on an everyday basis, like, oh, you know, you think like, oh, I can't eat that because I'm pregnant. Oh wait, Mm. no, I'm not anymore. You know, it was just like such a sudden change, even like being on the trip or like, you know, like alcohol and that kind of thing. I just had no desire for like anything that was off limits because I just felt like I wasn't ready to accept that this is not happening anymore. Totally. Do you feel like you... Like, I know that hopeful thing happened, but do you feel like you were angry towards the Lord or did you not, did you understand it? Like, I don't know. Did you feel like you went through that? I definitely feel like I had some anger, like, cause I, I felt like I wasn't even that happy about this, but then I kind of came to grips with it and I was happy. And then it's like, you, you took it away from me or something. Uh I don't know. I think in the next six months or whatever it took me to um kind of like continue processing all that and deal with the rest of this whole road I think I started to realize that like I was also part of it I don't know and I'm not trying to say like oh it was my it was my fault this happened because I you know like Steve always says there's plenty of people who have unwanted pregnancies and they make it through you know so it's not it's not like oh you didn't want this therefore you're like punished or something mm-hmm. but i do think like there was something in me that was divided about it mm-hmm. and i i wasn't fully at peace with it and and i feel like there's such a connection between like our our spirit and our body that we don't always talk about yeah um and i think that started to become more and more clear to me you know mm-hmm. as time went on like no this was something you had not wanted and you were, you were like a divided kingdom or whatever you would say. I don't know about it. And so like I had to get on the same page with myself in a way Mm. and be, I don't know, just ready to be like all in, I guess for it. But yeah, again, I don't feel like it was like a punishment. I just feel like God was showing me some new things about himself and my own process and, and perspective on things. So, yeah, because it took me, you know, I had thought, basically, they say you should start trying as soon as you feel emotionally ready. Yeah. Because you have a higher chance of getting pregnant again. Um, and I felt like, well, a lot can happen in, in a month. Like, I didn't know if I'd be ready, but it was kind of like by the time I could try again, I was like, yeah, I'll, you know, 
I think right. I feel ready or whatever. So, but then it just didn't, it didn't happen for us for mm-hmm. six months or so. And that was a really hard period for me because, you know, I was, I, that's one thing that I hadn't really had trouble with. Like I'd had probably at least three miscarriages, like a couple early ones and then this one, but I hadn't had like trouble getting pregnant, you know? And I know that's some people's thing for me. It was like, well, I can at least get pregnant. I may not be able to carry it through or whatever. And not that that's like some, I don't know. It's there is something in you that is kind of like, it's like attached in some way to like your womanhood or something. I feel like, and totally like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Why is it not happening? Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so I think I was like feeling that and like, what's wrong. And like, I started feeling like, I think, I think something's wrong with me. Like I probably have cancer or like I have something in me that's like making it so like, I can't carry a baby, you know, or like I'm not, my body's like not able to. And I started having these weird symptoms of like chest pain and weird stuff that that I I was like freaking out about and like GI stuff. And so I'm like going, getting all the tests and like literally it's like almost embarrassing to say now, but like we met our deductible early this year just <laughs> um, because of all this stuff. Well, and you're um, a six too. So it's like yeah, all your exactly. fears, like you're like, I got to cross so all these off to If make I sure. let myself go to that place too, yeah, yeah. then it's like, yeah. oh, it's not a good place to be. It's not it's a, a pretty tornado. picture. Yeah. When you, when you get there, I just kept, I kept kind of going down that path and I was like, well, something's got to be wrong. And I think that was when, you know, finally through my sister, actually, God finally like spoke and was like, you are a divided house, you uh-huh. know, and you need to like release these things or whatever. So that's when I did. And and that literally that next month was when I got pregnant. Wow. And I got to like cancel my colonoscopy. Thank God. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that would have been fun too. Right. Um, Super fun. (laughs) Super fun. But yeah. And I think even with this pregnancy, I've carried a lot of that fear into it, you know, because it's like Mm -hmm. once you've been through it, like every little thing that feels wrong or if you don't have symptoms one day that you, you know, they're not as severe, then you're worried that, you know, this could be going down that same way. But then I'm thinking, well, no, but God made me this promise, but maybe it's not now and Mm. all the back and forth. But I think just like step by step, he's kind of like walked me through like becoming more comfortable. And because I remember with Oliver, I just didn't really have any fear. I just assumed everything was going to be fine. Yeah. And it was, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was like the most free version of myself because that's just not how I usually am. I usually am always thinking about the worst case and that, you know, but I think I just hadn't been through a hard thing either. Mm-hmm. And so that changes your perspective and and you do totally. worry. And yeah, I think like you were saying, just my perspective on God, I think I'm still working to kind of like rebuild and remind myself of like who he actually is and not who I've made him out to be because of my circumstances. Because um, I mean, when it's something like traumatic like that, mm-hmm. of course, like you start questioning things and thinking, but wait, is he, does he want to punish me? Yeah, does he, you right. know, does he really want the best for me? Or like, 
you know, even thinking you can like barter with him or maybe if I do things a certain way, he'll like hear me or, um, and it's just, you know, it's not an accurate reflection of who he is and his heart for me. And like, but he did so many things throughout that whole period of like, even like to the point of like, I had like visions for like other people during that time and like things that I was able to like encourage and share with others and connections I made with other people, like through the experience that I just, I don't know, I wouldn't have been able to experience him in those new ways without it. But, you know, of course, and of course, like this is me as a six, I want to avoid every possible negative experience ever. Yeah. But that's just not how Mm -hmm. life works. And it's actually not how you learn and grow and learn to trust him and um, to lean on him and those things. So I don't know, like I wouldn't change it because he's just brought me so far through, through that experience, if that makes sense. Well, and it, you know, in most life traumas, it's like we can either turn from him or turn towards him. And, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I feel like initially it's like, yeah, you're, you're grieving and like you want to blame something or someone and but then that just opens up doors for you to talk Mm -hmm. to other women about that I mean then you can relate to that pain and and those hours of like your body's you know doing all the all those things and stuff so yeah. yeah yeah and I mean for me it was kind of like an individual like the initial stage of everything, like when it was going on, felt more like an individual kind of like private thing. But I think, and cause I just, I'm like that type of person that I'm like, if something crazy is happening, like right now, like I will involve my closest friends and stuff, but I'm not going to post anything. I'm not going to like, you know, that kind of thing for me. Um, but then like once I came through that phase, it was like, I realized, oh my goodness, there are so many people to like reach out to that right. understand and have been through this and actually can encourage me. And for the people who do, you know, do feel more comfortable, like posting things or um, putting stuff out there like that, which is also super vulnerable in a way. It's like, I admire that. Cause it's like, you can get that feedback and, and people who are dealing with the same kind of things quietly and maybe wouldn't feel comfortable sharing that are like, Oh, I'm not alone. You know, and they feel this sense of like, this happens to a lot of people. And like, I have, I have a community of people that I can kind of like Mm -hmm. look to and, and be a part of. I'm not, I'm not alone in this. So I know I was talking to my mom about like, I think in that time when you were having your miscarriage, like I was like, mom, it just feels like more like you hear about it more mm-hmm. and more. And she's like, Tia, you hear about it because like, cause I was like, and you're like yeah. back in the day when you were, when you and everybody were having kids, like, was there a lot of miscarriages? And she's like, yeah, it's just no one said anything. Yeah. Like, it's just like, hush, hush. Don't right. talk about it. Especially like my parents growing up in like a very, conservative charismatic church it was like don't talk about that yeah like, like it's something totally like you did something to call right. you know it's there's like, some kind of like shame in it which yeah, is a weird like no I remember talking to my to our counselor mm-hmm. <laughs> about how I felt like almost like embarrassed by Aww. it like and she was like I you know why would yeah. you feel that way and I'm like I just I feel like 
it says something about me, you know, like I was saying, like the womanhood thing, or I don't oh, know totally. what it is I get for that, certain yeah. people, but like for me, it was this the feeling of like I couldn't do it, couldn't, couldn't like carry that baby through or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's so not a fair perspective right. on it. And you would never have that for anybody else who's going through it, but yep. for yourself, you can have those feelings. But yeah, I totally, I mean, my mom had four miscarriages and she had five kids. And I honestly, I don't know how much she was even given the opportunity to like grieve over those yeah. things, you know, cause it was, Taking it just wasn't ones. talked about that much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I hope that, you know, for her sake that she had some friends to, to go through it with, but, you know, even talking to her about it now, she was, she's kind of like, yeah, it, it is what it is, you know? Um, but I, I feel like today it's something that's more understood. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there is a community around it in a way right? that there wasn't before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and click subscribe.